0: stock market investing for beginners so you've been thinking about investing but you might not know how to start yet you might also have questions such as how much money do i actually need to start investing or what's the best age to start investing or one that i always hear is how do i buy my first share of stock that's why today we will look at answering all those questions and even more When you think about investing, it might seem quite daunting because there's so many different ways that you can invest. But once you finally get into it and you start doing it, a little bit of hands-on experience, it will become easier. So let's start by looking at what a stock actually is. A stock represents ownership in a company. A stock is nothing more than a piece of a company that a shareholder owns. And of course, there are some benefits to owning stocks. One of those benefits is that you have voting rights as a shareholder. So, once a year, you can vote on different business practices that happened within the business of the stock that you own. One of those might be let's say the company that you own stock in wants to assign a new CEO. That's something that you can vote on. The company that you own might want to acquire a different business. That's also something that you can vote on. You might approve or disapprove the acquisition. Shareholders and investors don't go to annual meetings at company headquarters in order to cast a vote. Most of the voting happens through a proxy vote, which means you will cast your vote through mail, the phone, or online, with online being the most convenient, in my opinion. Another benefit of owning stocks is that stocks have the potential to make you really wealthy. So you buy stocks at one price point today and one year, two years, ten years later or more that asset that you bought in the form of a stock more than likely increased in value. The third benefit of owning stocks is that some stocks, not all of them, but some pay you an income on a frequent basis also known as a dividend. So, think about a stock, which is, of course, a piece of a company. Think about a stock like this. Let's say there's a family of three, and they just ordered a pizza. They got the pizza delivered to their home, and they ordered a large pizza. This large pizza contains 10 slices. So, the son, he only gets one slice, which is one-tenth of the pizza, or 10% of the pizza. The dad got two slices, which is two-tenths. Of the pizza or 20% and then the mom the mom just took one slice the rest of the pizza gets put in the fridge now the dad who has two slices that's his like he owns those two slices same thing with the companies that trade on the stock market now these companies are not divvied up into 10 pieces only they are divvied up into millions billions or even trillions of pieces that you and myself that you and i can buy so there's a term called shares outstanding which represents the total amount of pieces or in this case stocks of a company that's trading on the stock market for example so if you go to yahoo finance you can see that mcdonald's has 744 million shares outstanding Nike has 1.2 billion shares outstanding. And the last example, Apple, they have 17.1 billion shares outstanding. Keep in mind that you're not limited to only buying stocks in your particular location or your particular country. So for example, let's say if you live in the US like myself, that does not mean that you can only buy stocks in US companies. You can buy stocks in companies in Brazil, In Germany in China you can buy stocks globally the next thing I want to talk about is two different types of stocks that you need to pay attention to growth stocks versus income stocks a growth stock is a stock that has the potential to increase in value fast growth stocks are usually tech companies such as Twitter Google Facebook these companies are very volatile when it comes to the stock market. So, yes, they can go up in value fast, but they can also go down in value fast. An income stock is a stock that is a lot more stable. These stocks are usually coming from blue chip companies. So, these companies are the market leaders in their market. These companies are companies that sell goods or services that are really stable these companies and these stocks they might not increase in value fast but the benefit of these companies or these stocks is that they pay an income on a quarterly yearly or even monthly or by yearly basis now there is a way to check and see if a stock is a growth stock versus an income stock one way that you can check is to look at the beta of a stock this is not a hard and fast rule because there are exceptions But the beta of a stock means the volatility of a stock compared to the benchmark. Usually the benchmark that is being used is the S&P 500. The S&P 500 tracks the 500 biggest companies, biggest public companies in the US. The benchmark, the S&P 500 is always going to be one. So if you look at a stock and you look at the beta and the beta is above one, that means that it's more volatile compared to the benchmark. If it's below 1, that means that it's less volatile compared to the benchmark, which is, in this case, the S&P 500. Just take a look at this example. So, for example, McDonald's Corporation has a beta of 0.68. Nike has a beta of 0.84. And Apple, which is a tech stock, has a beta of 1.8. So, for these two types of different stocks, there are also two types of investors. You have growth investors, investors that focus on growth, and then you have value investors. Those are investors that focus on stocks that produce income. So, as a growth investor, those are investors that are risk takers. They like to buy and sell frequently, so buy low, sell high or even buy high sell low, which is called short selling. Income investors are value investors that like to own stocks for a long period of time because you buy a stock and while you're holding it, it's producing you income. These stocks are also a lot more stable. These stocks don't need management. You don't need to buy and sell these stocks constantly. You don't Constantly have to take a look and see how they are performing. Income stocks are, to a certain extent, buy, hold, set it, and forget it. So the four most common ways to make money on the stock market are through capital gains, dividends, selling short, and options. The last two are a little bit more complicated, so like, let's talk about the first two let's talk about capital gains first whenever you buy a stock it has the potential to go up or down in value so let's say you bought the Twitter stock so Twitter is trading at almost forty dollars and let's say you bought 10 shares in Twitter so you paid 400 bucks to get those 10 shares and your investment in Twitter is worth 400 bucks a couple of days go by and the Twitter stock did really well it went up in value by $5 so you bought it for $40 and right now it's worth $45 your investment because you have 10 shares went from 400 bucks to 450 now the 50 dollars increase is your capital gain it's called an unrealized capital gain because it's still in the market it still has the potential to go up even more or down even more. It's unrealized, you're still trading it, it's still in the market. Now, your unrealized gain becomes a realized gain when you sell your stock. So for example, if you happen to sell those 10 shares for 450, your unrealized gain of $50 just became a realized gain because it's something tangible. Unrealized is untangible. You can't hold it, you can't do anything with it. A realized gain is something that's tangible. You made that $50. It gets deposited in your account. Thank you for listening to my podcast on stock market investing. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you can find by searching my name, Giovanni Richters. Also be sure to check out my books and audiobooks on stock market investing. I'll catch you in the next episode.